Greetings everyone and welcome to another episode of Plan B Success. We have another unique guest today, Zachary Babcock, who actually runs an organization by the name of Underdog Empowerment and does several different things under that umbrella and we'll hear all about it from him, one of them being a podcast of his own of course. But Zach was an ex-convict, you know, he came out of prison. And then he found his way into the real world and he has built a beautiful business for himself, which is pretty impressive. And I'm so glad to have you on board today, Zach. Welcome aboard. Rajiv, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you started, what you're doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll keep it really short and condensed and we can, you know, dive deeper if you like. Uh, don't want to talk your ear off. But uh, yeah, I, I made a lot of mistakes growing up. I uh, was just a knucklehead and uh, landed myself in prison for over five years of my life and uh, learned a lot of things in there, built a lot of strength and character by going through those adverse situations. And when I went back to prison the second time, uh, I went back just 20 days before my twin sons were born. And so that was the moment, that was that proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. It was like, I can't do this anymore. And so I made that decision in that jail cell, not knowing when I was coming home and knowing that I was going to miss the birth of my twin sons, that I was going to, I was going to be happy and successful. I was going to be a responsible father. I didn't know how that, what that looked like, but I had my reasons why. And, um, you know, I got out after eight months after that time. And for the next four years, over four years, struggled trying to figure this out as an entrepreneur. Didn't know anything about business. Was starting from ground zero was probably actually starting below ground zero uh, from the positions that I put myself in. But through sheer determination, having uh, a full commitment to, to being that, been able to uh, get to where I'm at today. And there was a lot of tough, hard lessons in the process, but it also built strength of character. So I'm grateful for everything that happened. So, you know, when, when I look at your story, you went to prison and then you know, life, that, that part of it might itself have been a pretty hard struggle. And then you came out of there and then you started looking at what do I do next? So did you stumble across different things? Like, did you, did you try getting a job initially? Is that, is that how you rolled? Yes, that's a great question. So when I came home, I was trying to get a job for about two months with no success. You know, I'm a convicted felon, which I did that to myself. And that ex is going to follow you around for the rest of your life. And so I was getting shot down at every job that I applied for. And then I got introduced to network marketing. At the time, I didn't even know what network marketing was, so you couldn't even scare me off of the word pyramid scheme. But I did that for about two years. I built up a residual income of almost $2,000 within my first six months. But that just wasn't my thing, man. Uh, but it, I'm grateful for that industry because it showed me, for one, that I could still create a life by design and that my past didn't you know, hindered me from moving on in the, in the future. And it introduced me to personal development. And it was just, you know, it was a game changer for a guy like me coming out of prison and not being able to support his family and then being able to find that. That's pretty awesome. So did you have any mentors along the way? Like, how did you find out about network marketing or what you're doing currently? I get it that, you know, you weren't finding a job and so you had nothing to lose to get into business. But how did you start learning the ropes? Yeah, Mentors have been have played such a key key role in my development and to where I'm at today. I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it weren't for the mentors. I mean, I'd probably get there eventually, but I wouldn't have been able to streamline the process. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, so network marketing, I got 
I found that a guy reached out to me on Instagram and I didn't know what it was and I was kind of naive, but I was hungry for an opportunity. And like I mentioned, I did that for two years, not knocking the network marketing industry uh, because there's good companies and there's bad companies and there's, you know, just like in any industry. However, I was in a company that I was taught to just push my product or opportunity on people. And if they weren't interested, just keep it going. And I was burning relationships in the process. And that just didn't align with who I am and how I want to live my life. So that's one reason why I moved on from it uh, after two years. But like I mentioned, I'm so grateful for the experience. So how did you get into podcasting to begin with? Uh, yeah. So uh, after I moved on from network marketing, I was like, I want to, I want to be you know, a business owner. I just don't know anything about business or anything, but I'm going to try this out. And so I wanted to be a life coach at first. And, and Rajiv, I didn't help a single person as a life coach or make a single penny because I didn't know anything about messaging, marketing, having, solving a specific problem for a specific person. And so over a year and a half struggled with that, but I didn't give up. And I moved on from the life coaching thing. And I, I, I was, uh, Here's what. Here's the reason why I got into the podcast. Anytime I tried to collaborate with with a, any entrepreneur, nobody took me seriously. I was just that ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought uh, that nobody gave the time of day to, and I was furious. I was frustrated, and and I get it. Everybody judges people. People say that they don't. Well, it's literally impossible not to judge someone. You have to make a snap judgment. It's human nature. It's how we're hardwired for survival. So I get it. I'm not knocking people for. For, for judging me because of my past, but I wasn't going to let that judgment keep me in that spot. So out of that pain and frustration, I decided to launch the podcast, Underdog Empowerment. And uh, it was crazy, man, because third day we got it ranked on Apple. And then the next week we started interviewing celebrities. So I literally went from one week, nobody wanted anything to do with me to interviewing celebrities the next all in one week through the, through the podcast. It was a game changer for me. So you've been doing it for about two years now? Coming up on two years, it'll be uh, two years in April. So you've actually built a pretty nice business for yourself, a six-figure business uh, for yourself. So what else do you do besides podcasting? Yeah, you know, what's crazy, and this I feel like this is a really great, I hope that it's a good, valuable lesson because it was definitely valuable for me and it opened up my eyes to some things. So a lot of entrepreneurs, they try to skip steps because they are so hungry and excited about reaching the goal that they just want to get there real quickly and they try to take shortcuts and stuff and there's this this is the unsexy answer but there's just certain steps that cannot be skipped and the main of that is uh, building high character and real tangible valuable skills to the marketplace that the marketplace wants and needs and so to give you an example i i had the podcast it was successful but i still wasn't making any money yet and I had a guy reach out to me that had a successful program, uh, had over a thousand successful graduates and did over 20 million in revenue. And the program was lead generation, customer acquisition and scaling a business. And so we repurposed this program with me being kind of the face of it with my podcast, with my brand. And we were bringing in students. However, I am broke at this time and I'm sitting here trying to achieve what I'm teaching people by teaching it. Mm-hmm. And it was just backwards. And I felt like an imposter. I felt like a scumbag. Honestly, I felt like one of those guys that <laughs> takes a picture in front of rented Lamborghinis and promises you to make a million dollars overnight. And it just didn't align with what I was doing. And so this was really tough. But I made a post on Facebook and was like, hey, guys, you know, I've been doing this, but 
I'm not making this money in my business. How can I teach people how to scale a business or lead generation customer acquisition? I'm not even doing it myself. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta cut the cord on this and go back to the drawing board and figure it out. And that was tough because it was like, man, I'm putting myself out there, but it was, it was, uh, it turned out to be a really smart decision and helped me build a real relationship with my audience. I had so many people reach out. I was like, dude, I respect you for that. I was like, right on. But as a result of that, you know, when you're, and I'm sorry for the long-winded answer, but so, you know, when you're, when you're in your business, sometimes it's like being inside a bottle where you can't read the label on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I had all this success with the podcast, but I didn't know it was such a valuable skill. And I went to this, this uh, speaking event that I got invited to. I spoke and then the event host asked me to speak the next day. He's like, can you talk just about podcasts? And I'm like, yeah, and I did it. And everybody's eyes were lighting up like, wow. And I was like, man, I didn't know that what I knew was so valuable and didn't, you know, what it was that, that people were excited about it. And so out of that, I put out an offer uh, to help people, you know, get ranked on their podcast, grow their downloads, interview celebrities, all this stuff. Right. And, and it took off and I was like, wow, I found my sweet spot. And then I built an agency model around it where we produce other podcasters, uh, production services for the ongoing recurring revenue. And it's uh, been able to build a six figure business the last eight months uh, by doing that. So it's been been a heck of a roller coaster ride, and I know it's still going to be the rest of my life. But I'm excited for it, though, man. That's pretty awesome. So when you look at uh, you know the things that you've done or what you're doing, where do you see your strengths? You know, I, I'm I'm a firm believer. There's two sets of things, right? There's the creative aspect of things, and then there's the technical aspects of things. Not a lot of people are good at both both of these. You know, some people are creative by nature. The technical aspect of it is what they have to outsource or try to figure out, and vice versa. So when you look at yourself, what, what do you think you're good at and what do you think you need help with? You are so spot on with this. And it's, it's so, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's currently what we're working on right now. I am 100% the creative visionary guy. Uh, I am not the integrator, not the systems and operations guy. And uh, as a result, what I did, instead of trying to, instead of trying to, wear all the hats and be all the things, like you said, be a jack of all trades, which really is not what you want to do. I, I want to focus on my strengths. And so I partnered up with a good friend of mine uh, that has that is super legit. And he's all systems and operations. He's the integrator. So what that does is that allows me to be the visionary, lead the company, growth, marketing, all that things and the ideas uh, and where he could just integrate it and build the systems and operations so that our agency runs functionally and, and everything's just systematized and built out so that we can operate smoothly. So, yeah, I'm definitely not the uh, the integrator. So with your podcast, do you actually provide services like editing services and such? Or are you more around growth strategies and those kinds of things? Yeah, great question. So like the um, the... The way we get people started, either we work with people that are getting ready to launch a podcast or that have an existing podcast. And the program that I teach, whether it's one-on-one consulting or group coaching, um, that is where it's all marketing a podcast. It's like, how do you get, how do you grow your downloads? How do you make money from the podcast? How do you interview celebrities? And how do you get it ranked? Those four uh, metrics that we focus on. And that's what the program's about. But the production agency that's the ongoing monthly reoccurring revenue where a lot of our clients are busy entrepreneurs and they don't have the time to edit their podcast, do the show notes, make the right. social media sharing images, all the stuff that goes into producing a podcast. And so we offer that as a service to those entrepreneurs that uh, need their time so they can focus on other areas of their business. Now, as far as your courses go, where do you find your clientele? Are you 
on Facebook? Is that where you're looking at or are there other other avenues as well? Yeah, so this, I feel like that's a great question. I feel like this could be really resourceful too because all all legit businesses do advertising. Like you need to do some type of paid advertising like to have a dependable, reliable, consistent flow of leads and and sales coming through. Uh, However, you might not be able to do that right in the beginning, kind of like how I was. That's why we're moving into paid advertising now. But I did all of it. I do all of this. Every two months, I put out an offer on my Facebook profile, my, my personal page. And I, but, but you just can't just put out any offer. You got to study copywriting and how to craft a, a legit offer and understand your audience. And so I invested into those things and learned those skills and developed those. And it didn't happen overnight. But, um, to give you a, a good, a good tip, like he, here's one thing I feel like will really help. So many people make soft offers versus hard offers. Now, a soft offer, you'll see it all the time. People are like, oh, I'll help you grow your business. Would you buy that if somebody just said that? No, it's like, no. it's it's not, there's nothing measurable. How are we going to do it? What's the time frame? How are you going to help me grow my business in what area? You know what I'm saying? So instead of making a soft offer, make a hard offer. And that consists of three key ingredients, which is benefit that they're going to receive. And then the vehicle on which they'll receive the benefit and then the time frame that it'll take to reach the benefit. So an example would be, I help you become an authority in your space and well-known expert by launching a top-rated podcast on Apple in five weeks or less. See, that's, I hit on the benefit. You become authority. It's going to be easier for you to get more clients. You're going to be well-known in your space. That's a benefit that they want. We're going to do that by getting you the vehicle is the top-rated podcast on Apple. And we're going to do that in five weeks or less. So you could think about how you could reverse engineer that and come up with what you have to offer, offer those three key ingredients. Awesome. So, you know, when I look back at your life, right, generally, and this is probably a preconceived notion is you actually pretty much literally lifted yourself out of the ashes, so to speak. And and a lot of times people flounder, you know, people who've had a bad past, they have, they are depressed, they go down the wrong track and, and they totally self-destroy, you know, that's what they do. Whereas here you are who totally turned it around for yourself and you're, you know, s- such an inspiration uh, to a lot of people out there. I'm so sure of that. So when you look back at your own life, what do you think was your lowest moment and what do you think was that pivotal moment that helped you trigger that change and keep going? I know you talked about your kids, but what's it that you look back and say, hey, that was the lowest I could have gone and then this is where the change triggered? Yeah, that's a really great question. And there's plenty of um, moments like that where it was like rock bottom moments and a lot of those times it wasn't enough to get me to shift that paradigm that perspective on life but that one where where i woke up and realized that hey i'm going back to prison i'm missing out on my twin son's birth that was so painful like i can't even explain in words how painful that was because i grew up i grew up wanting to be the father that i didn't have growing up and uh missing out on their birth was like man and it it, it was so painful and again i'm sitting there in that jail cell and i'm thinking to myself like if i keep doing what i'm doing right now I'm going to be in and out of prison like I'm doing right now my whole entire life, or I'm going to end up dead uh, one way or another. I'm not going to be in my kid's life. And is that the kind of example that I want to set for my children? Is that the kind of legacy I want to leave behind? And the answer was no. And it was so painful that literally my desire to 
change became stronger than my desire to say the same. And it was that pain, that, that dark moment that produced everything that I am now. And that's, that's where you find the power in those dark, adverse situations. Absolutely. And then you also said that, you know, about four and a half years, you tried to do something and, you know, you, you didn't find a job and you, you literally struggled for four and a half years. What kept you going during that time? That's a pretty long time, you know. <laughs> well, I did five years in prison, so I was like, there ain't much else you could throw at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was uh, really, it, it, it was tough. It was, there was plenty of moments where it was really, really, really stressful. Bills not being paid backed up on things, wondering like, hey, is this ever going to end? Am I ever, ever going to break through? Uh, it, was, it was tough, but man, what kept me going though through that is is having, I, I'm a firm believer, and, and, and it's good to get strategic and have a plan and build your skills and all that, but I feel like, so my podcast, Underdog Empowerment, that underdog mentality is like, oh, they say I can't, I, I can't have this, but I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to do it anyways. That's like extra jet fuel and stuff to keep you going. And get you fired up, but that's not enough. And what's the what is enough though is by having strong enough reasons why you're doing it in the first place. You don't have to know how. I didn't know how I was going to get out of prison and be happy and successful. I didn't even know what happy and successful looked like at that point in time in my life. But I knew my reasons why I had to do it. I had to be back home and I had to be in my kid's life. So I was going to do whatever it took to figure these things out. And uh, when you have that, you know, because let's 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 be real here. There's days where motivation is crap. It, it, it's here some days and some days it's not. There's some days where you just don't want to get out of bed and, and mm-hmm. do things. Some days you're just having a bad day and that's an inevitable. Every human being faces that. But if you have those strong enough reasons why you got to do it in the first place, that can help you. That, that will push you through any obstacle or barrier that comes your way. And that was what it was for me. And that, and that why will grow into more things. Like for, for, It started off to be in my kid's life and still is, but now it's grown into so much more. And what kind of support did you have from your family and friends as you were going through your struggle? I was I was fortunate that I had a really loving and caring mother that always was there. She's she passed away like right after I got out of prison last time. I'm glad that she got to see me turn my life around. But she was always in my corner no matter what. She always encouraged me. She always always fed me with these, you know, this encouragement and uh, uh confidence like, "Hey, you could do anything you put your mind to. I believe in you. You're, you know, you're going to do great things ever since I can remember. So that's, that was huge for me. So what's, uh, what does the future hold for your company and, and things that you're doing? What are your future plans? Absolutely. Do you mind if I, if I, I I'll keep it as short as possible. It might be like a two minute answer. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So this is what I, this is what my why has grown into and what I feel like or what I know is my legacy, what I feel like I'm called upon doing and what gets me excited every single day. So people that go to prison, they put themselves there. It's their fault. All right. I'm not taking, I'm not taking any, I'm not taking the responsibility away from that. I, 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 and I take full responsibility for putting myself there. However, the resources that are offered for people coming out of prison are crap. Having gone through them myself, the, 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 the system, it doesn't help. It actually makes it harder for you. On top of that, you have this X on your record that prevents you from getting any decent job for the rest of your life, even after you walk down your parole. Our judicial system in the U.S. is a joke. It's the highest recidivism rate in the world, uh, and it's just it's broken. And 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 then the resources that are provided, it's designed to keep you dependent on the system. It's not stuff that actually helps you. They make you go through classes that don't even help you, and it just wastes your time. It takes away time that you could be 
out there trying to provide for your family and it keeps you dependent as far as like food stamps, welfare, all that stuff. That's designed to keep you dependent. It's not teaching you, it's giving you a fish. It's not teaching you to go out to fish. So our mission uh, with our company is we hire convicted felons, not all, but the guys and gals that are serious about turning their life around that have learned from their mistakes and are ready to move on. We give them a job working with us where they begin to learn and develop these skills uh, and learn about online marketing and entrepreneurship. And they have to read specific. So for one, that's given them a immediate source of income to provide for their family, uh, where it's really hard to get that coming out of prison. And then for two, they have to read specific books and go through specific programs that work on their character and uh, their personal development. And then so for the guys and gals that are cut out to be entrepreneurs, they won't need our help for long. Eventually, they'll be able to jump out the nest and fly on their own. And for the guys and gals that are not cut out to be entrepreneurs, because not everybody is, they can continue working for us and get pay raises and work in a really cool environment. And so our overall mission is a 9% recidivism rate or lower nationwide in the U.S., which is a crazy goal if you look at uh, the recidivism rates in different states nationwide. But that's our goal and we're sticking to it. That's pretty awesome. And that's very inspiring what you're trying to do there. So have you hired uh, people at this point? Do you have people working with you? Yes. And so it's very in its infancy. We're just beginning. Obviously, I just I broke 100K in the last eight months. I didn't make any money before that. So we're just getting started. But yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're excited about it, though. Absolutely. That's, I think that, that is pretty awesome. That's pretty inspiring. Uh, you'll help turn around a lot more lives uh, as a result of that. This Thank is, you. you know, it, it is pretty awesome to talk to you and hear about all, all of this you know not a lot of people get to see what what we are talking about here today so i wanted to ask you a few questions you know I, i'll just throw out a few questions at you whatever comes to your mind you know just just tell me and i think that will kind of provide us more insights into you know what you're thinking about what do you think you're most thankful for at this point in your life i'm thankful that i'm thankful for all the hard times i went through because it really it really got me to appreciate life more when, when I, when I put myself in prison because I was totally all my decision and stuff that I did when I lost those things, it made me appreciate it more. You know, when you, you don't, it's that cliche is so true. You don't appreciate what you have as much until you start to lose it. And, and that's, uh, that's held true for me in my life. Okay. And what do you think you're most scared of? What I'm most scared of, what scares me the most uh, each and every day is like sometimes when I'm not super motivated, I, I start to think about how am I going to feel at the end of my days when I'm on my deathbed and I'm reflecting on life and knowing that I didn't give it my all. And like, so if I have regrets of like, well, what could have been if I would have just gave it my all? So not going all in on, on, on the dream and, and reaching my potential, that's, that's what scares me the most. And what are you most happy about? Uh, most happy about there's a lot. Um, this happy happy to 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 experience life, man. Because this is it, it's it, it's amazing all all the, all the aspects of it. And I appreciate both the good and the bad because without the bad you can't appreciate the good, and without the good you can't uh, feel the bad. So it's like yeah, I, I just 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 the experience the now. And what do you look forward to? Uh, I look forward to, to, you know, this is hard for me to do. It's really hard because I, I'm, I have to stop myself because I'm always living in the future sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's hard to appreciate the now when you're always thinking about what's next. And like anytime you achieve something, 
it's like for 20 seconds, you're like, yes. And then after that 20 seconds, you're like, okay, what's next? What do we got to do next? And, and so I, I try to stop myself and just uh, appreciate right now this moment and be in the moment, which is hard for me to do sometimes, but that's what I, uh, what I, what I'm happy about. And what do you want your legacy to be? Yeah, it would it'd definitely be to, to achieve that, uh, achieve that 9% recidivism rate or lower. I want to achieve that before I die. But if I don't to at least have given it my all and, and, and did everything that I could and then have that program that we create live on even after I'm gone. If we don't achieve that, as long as I know that I did everything in my power to make it happen, I'll be cool with that. But I couldn't be okay if I knew that I half half stepped it. So when you look back at your life and your life lessons, what would be that one thing that you would want to share with the listeners? There's a there's a bunch, but I feel like all right, this one right here. When uh when 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 I was in prison the first time, uh, I was in I, at one point I was in the hole, which is the the prison inside the prison. It's very uh, small cell. Mm-hmm. You can walk three steps one way, three steps the next. Cold, dark, dirty, depressing, uh, lonely. Get very little to no human interaction. I was down there for some tattoo violations, and then while I was in there, I was down there for two months. And the first week, uh, first two weeks, I was down there. My sister uh, had overdosed from a heroin overdose. My mom had to break into a bathroom with a screwdriver and found her dead on the floor. And um, they gave me a thirty-second phone call to my mom. We're falling our eyes out, and then they put me back in my cell after the phone hung up. And uh, for the next three days, I didn't get out of my bed. Only got out to use the restroom. Didn't eat. I was crying my eyes out, uh, just thinking about all the mean things I ever said and did to my sister and the goodbye I never get to tell her, just going through turmoil, going crazy by myself, right? And then on that third day, I woke up and I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm 21 years old at the time. I was like, I don't know what the reason for me living is. I mean, I'm stuck here in prison. I don't even know when I'm going to be a free man again, but there's got to be a reason why I'm still alive. What can I do right now to find happiness and peace? And that question got me to focus on what I could do in that moment. Even though I'm trapped in this this cell, this dark, dirty, depressing cell, it got me to focus on the power that I did have in that moment, which was dominating my space and dictating how I was going to live my day-to-day, moment-to-moment life from that point, cleaning the cell, reading, working out, all that stuff, that I, the little stuff that I could do that I kept myself on a routine. And because of that, at the end of that time, I found a peace of mind in a really, really dark time in my life and so the lesson from that, um, you know, this was 2010 when I was 21 years old. Well, 2017, long after I got out of prison, I read a book by Tony Robbins called Awaken the Giant Within. And he literally talks about in that book, he said, the quality questions that you ask yourself determine the quality of your life. Anytime you hear a question, whether you're asking it or hear it from someone else, your brain immediately focuses and searches for the answer. Like if I say, uh, Rajiv, what, what color are your shoes? You, I, and everybody listening to this podcast, we're thinking like, well, what color are our shoes? This is how our brains work. And so, and a lot of times when we get in those dark, adverse situations where we feel like the world is crumbling around us, like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, we tend to ask ourselves the wrong questions. And I'm guilty of this. I did this plenty of times in my life. Like we'll say, well, why does this always got to happen to me or whatever? And so we're focusing on the wrong things instead of saying we could say something empowering like, well, like for mine, it's what? how can I find happiness and peace right now? Or what's the next best thing that I can do that's going to get me one step closer to my goal? And, you know, as entrepreneurs, the journey is tough. And there's going to be plenty of times where you feel hopeless almost. 
and to, to ask those right questions. Well, what's the next best thing that I can do to bring me one step closer? That'll, that if you ask that with intensity, you're, you're going to find those answers. That's pretty inspiring, man. Um, I'm sorry about your sister, but looks like that's been a very pivotal moment in your life that put you on the right track to get you where you are today. Well, Thank you, brother. You know, I would like you to talk a little bit about, you know, your programs and, and what you're doing and how people can get in touch with you, you know, before we end. Um, so if you can tell our uh, listeners where they can find you and what kind of programs you're doing, I'm sure a lot of people would like to get in touch or be supportive of what you're doing. Right on. I appreciate that. And yeah, definitely. I mean, if you, if you guys are looking to launch a podcast or have a podcast, you can always hit me up. But really the best best place to find me would be uh, my own podcast, Underdog Empowerment. Um, you can probably check it out on almost any platform that you listen to podcasts to. But to make it really simple for you, you can go to underdogempowerment.com. And right there on the front page, if you scroll down a little bit, there's a button to subscribe to the podcast, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher whichever one you prefer. Uh, hope to see you guys over there. And uh, Rajiv, thanks for having me on your show, man. It's been awesome. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I wish you the very best with what you're doing. Thank you, my man. Hey, I hope you liked that episode. Please make sure that you share Plan B Success Podcast with your friends and family so that they might benefit from this content as well. By the way, if you're interested in podcasting and want to learn everything that is there to know about podcasting, I have recently launched my top podcast mastery program, which is available on my website, www.rajeevmudumba.com. Go there, check it out. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.